Allen and Samuel Studios. All right, welcome back into the program. This is Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward and Aaron, we're glad you're with us as we uh, talk some some Big 12 football. And we welcome into the program Brandon Salise from RedRaiderSports.com. Brandon, good afternoon. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Hanging in there. So let's uh, let's go back to Saturday, and uh, I don't think anybody yeah. saw that one coming, Brandon. I mean, not 70. Yeah, no, definitely not 70. And you got to think because I mean, all week, you know the the whole the whole team the whole uh, coaching staff everybody around the facilities just go down to Austin improve to four and zero get a win come home and let's you know keep the train rolling and you go there and you kind of look like you're just unprepared you look like you're just outmatched at every single level and just giving up seventy points is just ridiculous for for a team like that to put up thirty five and you know then you lose your starting quarterback uh, Muddy Waters one of the you know the transfers that was making some noise you lose him for don't know what amount of time. Maybe we'll find out tomorrow during availability. But he looks he looks pretty banged up. And Taz Brooks is out, who is one of your leading rushers. And you know everything just kind of you know I guess just went back to reality for where the Red Raiders have been the past few seasons. Columbia coming into the game, and they're going to have to rely on him for at least a little while. How how concerning is that for this football team? Because let's face it, last time he was out there, he was fair to say the most about him. Yeah, yeah, he was fair, and you know, there a lot of he got a lot of criticism from fans, apparently, uh, especially when this fan uh, fan base just wants to win, you know. And you bring in a highly talented transfer from you know Oregon and Tyler Shuck, and you know, has almost all the intangibles. And you see, you know, see him playing. He has a few uh, decision making uh, miscues here and there, and you, you're kind of concerned. And then you actually do lose him, and then you see him Columbia come in, and it's actually kind of been a little positive, at least for at least on behalf of my website and our subscribers they did like what they saw from him it looks like he wasn't afraid to take the deep shot there late against texas who knows it's obviously desperation time whenever he was taking those shots but um he looked a little bit more comfortable now we move forward but he has a big test with west, west virginia in morgantown and seeing how they've been playing and you, you got to be ready to you know hopefully not have another week like you did uh, this past saturday it, it is a collarbone are they are they given any kind of time on on tyler Yes, he's uh, he will miss at least six weeks. Oh. So they're looking around November-ish time to where maybe. That, and that's just obviously, what, two or three days or two days in. So we'll see. But Coach Wells did say he will miss time. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they do. Obviously, Columbia is going to be the expected starter. But we saw Donovan Smith there late against Texas in some packages. And uh, from what I've heard, uh, Sonny Cumbie really kind of wants to move, use that kind of going forward, have Columbia in there for, you know, those – majority of the game but when donovan needs to come in use his legs a little bit um you just kind of you know expect to see that does sonny cumby look like he's a little bit handcuffed for matt wells because this does not look like a sonny cumby ran offense they're way more conservative than i've seen sonny before yeah for sure and you know that's something that uh, we brought up and probably something that we'll be asking you know coach wells tomorrow i'll see because um from my understanding he sonny cumby does have full control of the offense um I know there's uh, it's Matt Wells at the end has has to make those final decisions on you know what the decisions that head coaches do make, but play calling wise, I believe it is Sonny's uh, Sonny's call, and it's going to be just kind of interesting to see if he does anything different now that he has Columbia in there. I do know he's a huge fan of his, and uh, he loves uh, he loves Columbia's game and what he can bring to the table. So we'll see if Sonny kind of mixes it up a little bit here. 
but um, from my understanding, he does have full control of that. Brandon, we we talked about it uh, back during the summer. There was, there's, you know, it's no secret that there's some heat on Matt Wells, and this uh-huh. this didn't do him any favors, did it? No, no, it it didn't, especially with the fan base. Um, a lot of people actually were calling for his job already. Um, some people obviously brought it back to they're still three and one. There's plenty of you know left in the season. You just start a Big Twelve play, but it was an embarrassing loss, and that's and you know Cliff had one of those against you know TCU a few years back. So um, you know I guess it's just one of those things where obviously nobody expected it to kind of play out like that, and neither did Coach Wells or that coaching staff. So um, hopefully it's just a big wake up call for for just kind of a lot of people, but they're still focused on the whole you know they're three and one and they have a lot to go and. Uh, Columbia has a lot to uh, a lot to work with now that he's coming in. Brand, I'm going to put it in your lap. Is Tech that bad, or is Texas that good? That's a tough question because uh, you know I think Texas, I think I think Arkansas. You know, going back, I think bringing them into the mix, I think they're a lot better than people thought they that they would be. And I think Texas uh, might be pretty pretty good. I think uh, what what Coach Stark has going on down there, I think he's doing pretty well. He showed that he can go out there and dominate a football game. So it showed a lot about that coaching staff year one. Um, this staff, you know, on paper they do have the players. It's just they are just they just didn't execute. And that's something this team has had problems with the past few years. And it's something that a lot of the fan base is kind of going off of. You know, just they just seem like they just weren't prepared and they kind of just didn't want to fight out there. And they, they lost the battle up front on both sides of the ball, offensive and defensive line. So, um it was just, it looks like, you know, Texas is pretty good. Are they back? I don't know. But uh, Texas Tech just showed that they were just kind of unprepared. And like I said, kind of brought it back to, you know, nice 3-0 start. And then you get you get stomped. And uh, it brings back, it brings the fan base back to those, you know, those four win seasons. So, And now you've got to find a way to rally, rally the troops. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's Matt Wells' number one task, I think, is, is to get yep. his team rallied. And you're going to go into a place where it's not easy to play. It's never been easy to go into Morgantown and play, and that's what you got to do this Saturday afternoon at two thirty. Yeah, for sure. And that's something that you know. Obviously, I don't have any any say in the game plan, or I'm not. You know, I'm not going on the field coaching or playing, and I'm even nervous about it because I could see this being a an, another not probably hopefully not a seventy point blowout, but I could easily see this one getting a little out of hand and just kind of just being done by the third but that's just going off the performance we saw last week and then just uh, like you said West Virginia has always been tough to begin with but it looks like uh coach Neil uh, Neil Brown kind of has it figured out out there so we'll see how this one goes it is, a lot of people are very nervous about it but we'll be watching so Brandon does Matt Wells survive the season does he get to coach the uh, last game of the season if they're sitting in a good spot I think they will just based off of current trends I think we've only seen Kirby uh, Kirby Hocutt only fires some coaches uh, mid-season only a few times, but um, just uh, just kind of knowing how he kind of operates, I think if anything was to be changed, it would be after the end of the season. If things do end up being what we saw on Saturday, that maybe we're talking about that on the phone once again down the road. But I just don't see Kirby and the athletic department kind of making that decision mid-season. Be interesting. Hey, uh, mm-hmm. Brandon, what are you working on for uh, RedRaiderSports.com right now? Oh, right now we're uh, actually starting basketball tomorrow. We get our first glimpse at practice with Mark Adams, so we're going to have a lot of basketball stuff coming up, um, continuing with the football previews. But uh, we get first glimpse at that new facility tomorrow in, uh, in full swing. To my understanding, they're going to be in there fully, fully going with practice and 
we'll get to uh, speak with Mark Adams. So having a lot of basketball stuff going, uh, starting pretty soon. Hey, Brandon, thanks. We appreciate your time today. No problem. Thank you all. Talk to you soon. Brandon Salise with RedRaidersSports.com.